Welcome, wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on the show, we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On this show tonight, we're going to be covering NXT and NXT UK for 9 7, 9 9. 914 and 916. So let's jump right into the action and let's get into NXT for 914. Alright, now we all knew that the new revamp was coming. We knew it was coming. We've been talking about it for weeks. Everyone had been seeing it on SmackDown on Raw. You guys heard in the last podcast how I felt about the revamp and how I thought the revamp was not such a good idea. Y'all know how I felt about it. After seeing this revamp and seeing how it is, I stand by my convictions. I stand by what I believe. There are certain parts of the revamp that I do like, but for the most part and the majority of the part, I'm a black and gold girl. I'm sorry. I just feel that way. NXT 2.0 just does not wet my whistle. There are other, you know, there are, said, there are certain aspects of NXT 2.0 that I do still stand by because it still holds true to the black and gold brand. But the black and gold brand is gone. It's dead. It's finished. I'm sad. I mean, really sad. Not looking forward to this new NXT 2.0. Now, for those of you who wonder what I'm talking about, NXT 2.0 is the new revamp. It's going, basically the producers of NXT 2.0 are, executive producers are Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to be honest with you, and some of you may disagree with me, I do not like anything about Bruce Pritchard. I know his reputation with wrestling. I know his reputation back in TNA. I know what he almost did to Dixie Carter's company. So I can only imagine thus far what he's been doing with WWE. And it scares me him going to NXT. Because in my opinion, these two taking over, it seems to me Triple H has no control over it anymore. And it's Triple H's show. I don't know where the problem lies. I don't understand what problem Vince McMahon had with the black and gold brand. But he just didn't like it. I guess it's the fact, and in my opinion, you guys may disagree, that it's the fact that the black and gold brand literally could stand on its own. It did not need WWE's name on it. There's like the NXT UK roster and NXT UK. It doesn't need WWE to be strong. It is strong on its own. And I guess when it comes to what I'm saying is, maybe the reason why Vince had a problem with it is because in the ratings... NXT UK, Black and Gold Brand were literally kicking Raw and SmackDown down. They were beating their butt left and right. The storylines were fresh. They were different. We had, you know, different people. And apparently Vince just did not like it the way it was going. So he decided, I'm going to cut it and I'm going to do it my way. Well, his way, I'm going to be honest with you. If you want to know what I'm talking about, Go on social media and look. It is absolutely horrible. The setup is horrible. The plexiglass that used to protect everybody, not only the comp- you know, the competitors, but the people, is gone. It, it, you would just have to go look at the arena, see the CWC to see what I'm saying. It's absolutely deplorable. I do not like it. But like I said, there are aspects of it that I like. I'm all about the new fresh stuff. I like that. But... In my opinion, NXT was good the way it was. It did not need a change-up. It didn't need anything different. All it needed was a couple of new fresh storylines. It wasn't stale. 
You watch it now, and to me, it's like it's stale. It's stagnant. It's missing something. And that to me, that missing something is the fire and the passion that Regal and H brought to that show every week. It's lacking that, and it bugs me that it's lacking that. To say, be honest with you guys, like I said, certain aspects I like. There are certain things that are in place still that hold true to the black and gold brand. But 2.0, no, not a fan of it. You guys may disagree. You may like it. Get on your small social media and tell me. Give me your opinion on it. But in my opinion, not a fan of 2.0. They've kind of disappointed me. But let's get on in to NXT 2.0. And let you guys know exactly what's going on. Maybe you guys will understand why I had such a big problem with it. Why I don't like it. Maybe me explaining it to you will give you a little bit more of an understanding. We all know that Samoa Joe got on social media. And for those of you who don't know, go on social media and look at it. It's everywhere. Samoa Joe has been not medically cleared for some unknown injury. He has to forfeit the NXT title. Relinquish it, basically. In my opinion, and in my thought process, when this was announced, and I saw Samoa Joe's video on Twitter, my opinion was, was Vince was not happy with Joe having that title. He wanted a fresh competitor, a fresh face that fits his mold for 2.0. With that being said, the number one contenders match went from another number one contenders match to a match that was absolutely, absolutely going to be incredible. Now, for those of you who didn't know, it was going to be Pete Dunne versus Kyle O'Reilly versus LA Knight versus Tommaso Ciampa for a shot at the NXT title. An opportunity to go on with Samoa Joe. Now, Samoa Joe relinquishing that title, these four gentlemen get an opportunity to get the title themselves. And I like that. I like that idea. It's a little bit more fresher. And it kind of, you're keeping the actual competitors that were part of the black and gold brand in this match. I like it. So, Tommaso Ciampa goes first, and we know he wants Goldie back. 920 days, guys, and counting since he had to relinquish Goldie due to a, due to a neck injury. We miss him being champion. He was so close to being the longest reigning NXT champion. Could you imagine if he'd gotten that far? Could you imagine the fights between him and Adam Cole? It would have been epic to see. But unfortunately, like I said, a neck injury prohibited him from being able to continue. Now, 920 days later, he gets another shot at getting Goldie back. And I can't say that I do not blame Daddy for wanting this back. I cannot say that I do not blame Blackheart wanting this back. I agree. He is true. His heart beats black and gold. He is truly NXT. He is the essence of what NXT is. What it's always been. Doesn't matter how much you change it. Doesn't matter how much you glamorize it up. Tomasa is NXT. And for him to get that title back to me would solve all the problems. It would make me feel a little bit better about the new NXT. And, of course, he lets us know he wants Goldie back. Well, then, of course, Pete Dunne claims he wants to win. Pete Dunne is another person who be who has that essence of the black and gold brand. He also, his heart beats NXT UK. He was 
before Walter defeat, before Walter beat his record, the longest reigning and the first ever NXT UK champion. So, of course, I would love to see Pete Dunne get an opportunity to get this. To me, it would be you know absolutely awesome to see him. You know, Pete Dunne, it's, it's going to be interesting. I agree, Pete has every right to claim a win, too. Not as much as Tommaso Ciampa, mind you, but he does. Then Kyle O'Reilly. He wants it. Kyle O'Reilly's hungry, guys. This guy has seriously got some passion and some fire and some spunk. I think Kyle O'Reilly would be a heck of a way to bring in the new revamp of 2.0. I think Kyle would be incredible. Kyle has proven time and time again he deserves that title. He has proven that he can go above and beyond what it takes to be a champ. So, yeah, I'm all he's, he also bleeds black and gold. I like that. I like that Kyle's in it. I like it. I like that Kyle gets an opportunity. Then we move on to their final competitor, L.A. Knight. Oh, you guys know how I feel about L.A. Knight. Y'all know how I stand on L.A. Knight. I don't like L.A. Knight. I don't like anything about it. But him being in this match has me worried. Because Vince's new idea of NXT would be L.A. Knight being champ. And to me, that bugs me. Because I'm not saying L.A. Knight doesn't deserve it. But L.A. Knight's not been there as long as Pete Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, and Tommaso Ciampa have. L.A. Knight's not ready to take on some kind of responsibility like this carrying a company. He's just not ready for it yet. And for you to put him in this kind of bugs me a little bit. I mean, to me, in my personal opinion, I would have thought you would have put someone like Johnny Gargano. Because Gargano does bleed black and gold. This man bleeds NXT like you wouldn't believe. So I, I would, would have thought that would have been the case. But no, you put L.A. Knight. I'm not saying L.A. Knight isn't good. Like I said, he is. I, I give him credit where credit's due, but he's just not, he's not for me. He's not my cup of tea. I'm just not. And the fact that he seems to think that he can beat Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and Tommaso Ciampa. Really, dude? You really think you have that kind of ability? You're going against practically three veterans. That's kind of crazy for you to even think that. You're the newcomer. Kind of crazy for you to even think that. But he says if he had the opportunity, he would have beaten Samoa Joe. Really? I don't think so. I think Joe would have had his number had Joe been able to keep his title. I think Joe would have whooped L.A. Knight all over the place. There would have been no question L.A. Knight would not have been able to keep up with Samoa Joe. There's no way. I hate that Samoa Joe had to relinquish his title. I hope that he's okay. I'm looking forward to seeing him come back and, you know, try to reclaim it like, you know, every other person that's had to forfeit it has. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Joe, but I'm also looking forward to this match because this match is going to be incredible. Now my problem with 2.0. This is where I have my problem. A young upstart by the name of Braun Breaker who the heck is he? I have no idea. He's one of the new people from the Performance Center, one of the new people that Con and Vince and Pritchard have brought in, walks up, young little upstart, and child, basically challenges L.A. Knight. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? Great, I don't like L.A. Knight. Granted, I don't, but L.A. Knight will wipe the floor with you because he's been there a little bit longer than you, you young little upstart. Not saying that the guy ain't good. I haven't seen what he can do, but in my personal opinion... Who is this guy? Where the heck did he come from and why is he here? Well, I guess we need a you know, fresh storyline, but not some little young upstart that probably doesn't have very much experience in a ring, let alone be able to prove what he can do in NXT. So, of course, then we get LA Knight versus Braun Breaker. 
And I'm not even going to lie to you guys. This was a good match. It really was. The little, you know, the young little upstart really showed what he could do. He's really good. I'm not saying that he isn't, but he's not my cup of, like L.A. Knight, he's not my cup of tea. He's just not. And, of course, he does defeat L.A. Knight. Really, Vince McMahon? Really, Bruce Pritchard? Do we have to put the newbie to win? Seriously? Ugh, just don't get it. So, guys, let's rewind back to 9-7. 9-7 is still black and gold brand. That's what I like is the old black and gold brand. And our first one four nine seven was Kylie Ray versus Ember Moon. I told you guys this match was going to be good. Kylie is, I mean, the world girl in UK was on fire. She was the longest reigning UK women's champion. She really claimed to be untouchable, and for the longest time until she made met Mako Satamora, she was. On the flip side, Ember Moon is truly black and gold. She truly is the essence of what NXT really is, what it has always been. And it is an incredible match between these two ladies. Incredible, absolutely incredible match. What I didn't like was how the match ended. Kylie Ray defeated Ember Moon. Really? Really? You're going to give Ember that kind of loss to Kylie? No, no. Give Kylie credit where credit's too. Kylie's good, but she ain't Ember Moon good. And that, to me, bugged me that they did Ember the way that they did her. That bugged me. Interesting to see what's going to happen. What Ember's going to do? You know, what Kylie going to do next? Is Kylie going to go after Raquel Gonzalez? Yeah, that could be a good match. That would be a really good match. What's going to happen with Ember Moon with this new revamp? Going to be interesting to see how this all plays out with the black and gold now becoming 2.0. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Will Kylie Ray have a spot in this whole thing? This guy's going to miss what they're doing with them bringing all these new people in. Don't know. So then we go on to Santos Escobar. Versus Carmelo Hayes. I've told you guys I love Carmelo Hayes. Ever since the breakout tournament, this boy has been absolutely amazing. He has been incredible. He has impressed me. Carmelo Hayes has some fire in him and some spunk in him that I really like. Normally, I'm very against new, as I call them, young little upstarts. Carmelo Hayes is no upstart. This boy has got some skill. He's got some in-ring performance under his belt. He really knows what to do and how to do it and how to do it right. And it's incredible. Absolutely great fight between Santos Escobar and Carmelo Hayes. It does, of course, end with Santos Escobar winning that match. Don't take anything away from Carmelo Hayes because Carmelo Hayes was incredible. He was absolutely incredible. I was impressed with him. Looking forward to seeing what else Carmelo Hayes is going to do in NXT. Not only in 2.0, but in NXT as a whole, it's going to be amazing to see what he does. It really is. It's going to be interesting to see what he really does. So then we move on. We're going to rewind, or should I say fast forward, back to 2.0. We're going to go back to 2.0. Because, like I told you guys, I was not quite sure about this whole thing with 2.0. I was kind of struggling with it. I don't, you know, you know how I feel about that. I just don't know about 2.0. Well, let's just say 2.0, again, didn't impress me with their, ooh, let's bring new people into NXT. We get Imperium. Imperium, who do bleed 
black and gold. They bleed not only NXT black and gold brand, but they also stand for NXT UK. The Imperium has been strong. I mean, strong force to be reckoned with, not only in NXT, but in NXT UK. And they're facing a couple of other upstarts called Jansen and Briggs. Here we go again with new people. What is going on with, you know, this whole thing with WWE? I don't get it. I just do not understand what the problem is with WWE wanting to bring in new people. You tell us you have budget cuts. You tell me this is why you're firing people because of the budget cuts. And then you turn around and bring new people in. And they try to tell us, oh, it's it, it's people from the Performance Center. Really? I don't think it's people from the Performance Center because, believe me, we would have heard about these people long before. But it's a good match. It really is. And the whole time you're rooting for, you know, these people to win, you're rooting. I mean, really rooting for these guys to win. You want Imperium to really show these new people what it's like to be in NXT. And they don't disappoint. They literally tear apart Jansen and Briggs. They tear them apart piece by piece. And they prove to Pritchard and McMahon, this isn't their show. This is our show. The mat is sacred. This is how it is. This is how it's going to be. Imperium defeats Jansen and Briggs. That's the other part I love because that still shows the black and gold brand is still there. They're still holding on. They're still hanging on. That, to me, speaks volumes. I mean, volumes as to this new NXT when the black and gold teams are still fighting and winning against these new people for 2.0. I like it. I absolutely like it. Now, let's fast rewind back to 9-7. We all know this thing that's been going on with Diamond Mine, and they're introducing new people. We've seen the twins that are together. We saw what they did last week. They were absolutely incredible on their debut. Well, Julius and Julius and Brutus Creed of Diamond Mine had a match against Paxton and Chucky. This is an incredible first-time match for them against, you know, a couple of Performance Center people. I know these guys are from the Performance Center, and it's a great match. But in parts of it, I'm like, yawn, yawn. I'm so over it. To me, in my opinion, in my opinion, the Creed brothers, they're trying to make them similar to American Alpha and AOP. I can't get on board for that because AOP and American Alpha were a once-in-a-lifetime team. They were, you, know, you can only catch lightning in a bottle once. And I'm not seeing that these two are really going over with the NXT fans. They're not really into this as much as some would think. And in my opinion, they're not as good as they, as good as they should be. In my opinion, I mean, I'm not saying that these boys can't impress me later on down the line, but the Creed brothers are not impressing me right now. And Diamond Mine definitely isn't. They're not impressing me at all. I don't care if Roderick Strong's on there or not. Not impressing me. Not thoroughly enjoying it. Move on. I'm over this whole thing. I really am. So then we get, of course, NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Io Shirai and Zoe Starks versus Caden Carter and Casey Cotton Zero. I love this. I love that they gave them a fresh new set of competitors. Somebody that, you know, Zoe and Io have never faced. I like it. 
It's incredible when you do this. This is what I'm talking about, the magic that black and gold had. The fact that they would pull these great matches, you know, matches once in a lifetime that we would not get to see, and we get to see it. It's incredible, and it's a great tag team match between these girls. It really is. It's incredible. Absolutely. Four great competitors in a ring biting for an opportunity to call themselves champ. I love it. It's a great match. Go check it out. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. It's a great match. Of course, it does end with EO and Zoe Starks retaining. Don't take nothing away from Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. These two girls really gave them a run for their money. And it was incredible. It was an absolutely incredible match. After the match, Mandy Rose, Gigi Jolie, and J.C. Jane come out and attack Caden and Carter. Really, you two? Really? Was that really necessary to attack Casey and Caden? Really? I mean... Come on, it wasn't them that hurt Mandy Rose. It was, well, it really wasn't Saray either. So what the heck is your problem? I just don't get why you would even do this. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me at all. But apparently they seem to think it's such a great idea to do this. It's absolutely pointless. It's a pointless reason to do this. But we'll see where this goes. So now we fast forward to 914. 914 is going to, is absolutely, like I told you guys, it's going to, it's, it, it, I'm just not sure about 2.0. But I told you guys how I feel about Hit Row and how I just can't seem to get on board. And when 2.0 came up, I was concerned about what was going to happen to teams like Hit Row. I was very concerned. What would happen to them and, of course, Legardo El Fantasma, where they would go with this? What could possibly happen? Well, they stayed true. They kept Hit Row together and kept them, you know, doing their own thing. And I like that. But also, they gave us an opportunity to see B-Fab, which we know what's been going on with Legardo El Fantasma and... Hit right. We know what's been happening with them. And now B-Fab's kind of played into this whole thing with the newest member of Legardo. So it's interesting to see now we're going to get to see B-Fab for the very first time in the ring. I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. I've been saying it for the past month. We need to see what B-Fab can do. We know what Top Dollar and you know Adonis and Swerve can do. B-Fab just looks like a lot of ornament that's standing out there just to look pretty. I want to see what this girl can do. She doesn't disappoint. She comes up and she's facing Katrina Cortez. This girl definitely does not disappoint, but Cortez got to give her props for props to do. This girl is amazing. She is absolutely fantastic to be a newcomer in NXT. I like her. I like her style. I like her, you know, her, her class. She kind of has that feeling of the old black and gold brand. B-Fab, don't disappoint. That girl absolutely dominates and shows what she can actually do. And she impressed me. She thoroughly impressed me. And I'm thinking, where has this girl been? Why haven't we got to see her before now? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Of course, B-Fab does win that match. After the match, B-Fab calls out Legarda El Fantasma and calls out Electra Lopez. 
wanting Electra to come out. Of course, Lola Electra doesn't disappoint. She comes out with Santos and his little bunch. And B-Fab tells her, come on, come down to the ring. Let's fight. Electra wants to do it. Santos doesn't want her to. Going to be interesting to see what happens with B-Fab and Electra. Because this, this has been building. This thing with Hit Row and Lagardo El Fantasma has been building. It's been building and building and building and building. And I was concerned when 2.0 started that it would crush the storyline. No, they've continued to let it happen. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I'm interested to see what's going to go down. I'm kind of excited to what's going to happen. Now let's rewind back to 9-7. We know that Indy Hartwell and Dexter Lumis' wedding is coming up. We know that it's going to be on September 14th during NXT 2.0. We know it's coming up. Well, we knew the bachelor party was coming. 9-7, we get the bachelor party. Johnny Gargano gets into limo. Can't figure out who's paying for the limo. This whole segment is absolutely hilarious. At one point, you know, they're playing laser tag and him and... Uh, Dexter kind of bonding. You see this bonding moment. You actually finally get to see. And I'm not even going to go into the whole thing. But you finally start to see Gargano turn toward uh, be in favor of Dexter and Andy getting together. I like this. I like where this is going. I'm hoping that they stick true to this when it goes to 2.0. We're going to have to wait and see. But I absolutely love it. Gargano's ready for a wedding. I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving it. And we're going to have to wait and see what happens on 2.0. On September 14th to see what happens with Gargano and the whole Gargano story and see where this goes. I'm loving Gargano like this right now. He's that kind of funny heel. The heel that you just love to hate. You look forward to see what he's going to do next. I love him. I, I don't care what Gargano's doing. I love Gargano. I don't care who he's facing. I love him. And you put Candice LeRae with him. I absolutely love her. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens at this wedding. And if it turns out like some of the other WWE weddings we've dealt with, we're going to have to wait and find out. So let's go on to Mi, Mi Ying. We knew Mi Ying was coming. It was announced last week that she was going to actually make her in-ring debut from just her group. And of course, she comes out with Boa. Still waiting to hear when our, her partner is returning. We don't know when she's showing back up. We're hoping... That Zia Lee's okay. And that we'll see Zia Lee soon. But she comes out to make her entering debut against Virginia Ferry. Guys, this is a nasty match. Ferry had no idea what she was getting into when she got there. She had no idea what she was dealing with. I mean, this Ying really showcased what she can do. She really showcased what she is capable of and how not only outside the ring she is a danger, but inside that ring she's just as dangerous. And I mean, this woman absolutely is just dangerous. She, of course, wins that match. Going to be interesting to see how this stacks up in the women's division. She could be a serious threat to the NXT women's title. A serious threat to Raquel Gonzalez. The sky's the limit is what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. It, it, it's going to turn the women's division and NXT on its head. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. And if they keep the storyline as it is in 2.0, it's going to be amazing to see what they do with it. Waiting to see what happens. Because, of course, that is 
into what is an NXT black and gold storyline. So it's going to be interesting to see if they if they even scratch the surface in 2.0. So let's rewind. Let's fast forward back to 914. Austin Theory makes his return to NXT. We've been waiting for Austin Theory to come back. He comes back for Indy Hartwell's wedding. And I love it. Absolutely. And he doesn't come alone. He brings an old NXT familiar, an old NXT for your friend. And I'm talking about the United States champion, Damian Priest. Nice to see Priest making a cameo in NXT. He's there for the party. He ain't there for nothing else. He's there for the party. And we all know that's how Priest rolls. We all know that's how he is. But to get to see him back in NXT, even if it's just for one night, I loved it. And to get to see Austin Theory back, I was happy. I was happy because I was concerned as to what was going to happen with Theory. Was Theory going to stay? Were we losing Theory? I didn't know what was happening. We, I was kind of missing Theory just a little bit. So it was kind of nice to see Austin Theory make his retire. And come, come bring along with him Damian Priest. It was kind of nice to see that. But he's going to be in any Hartwell's wedding. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, Carmelo Hayes is out in the ring, and he's talking about how he has the golden ticket to any any title that he wants. I agree. I agree that this boy can do amazing things. He, I mean, he was the underdog in the breakout tournament, and he ended up winning the whole thing. He literally was considered the underdog, and Carmelo Hayes just shined. Shined like a penny. He was absolutely amazing, and I loved him. So basically, he's basically telling us, hey, look, I can do this. I can take on anybody, any champion. I have the golden ticket. Be prepared for me. I'm going to take you out. Well, Duke Hudson comes out because Duke Hudson has a match. Carmelo Hayes doesn't care. Carmelo Hayes beats the heck out of him with his little partner. They beat the day off. So Duke, Duke Hudson doesn't even get to have a match. I'm like, where is this going? Are we going to have Duke Hudson in a fight? You know, where, where is this going with this? I just don't know. It's... It was a pointless situation that shouldn't have been, should have been, a, should not have been. And we all know Duke Hudson was in the breakout tournament. Carmelo Hayes did defeat him in the breakout tournament. Barely squeaked by, but he beat him. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes with Hudson. It's really going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with Duke Hudson in this new NXT. Who knows? We're going to have to wait and find out. Well, then we get Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Gigi and, uh, JC, this was boiling over from last week. We knew this was going to happen when they attacked them after their tag team title match. We knew this was going to happen. This is an incredible match. It's an absolutely incredible match between these four women. They really you know, bring out the best in each other. Yeah, they're incredible. I got to give props to Gigi where props is due because Gigi is amazing. She's absolutely incredible. On freaking fire. On point. I love her. She's incredible. It's a great match. It really is. It's a match I suggest you guys go look at because it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But it does end with Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter getting the win. But that's because Mandy Rose comes in with her new look. I'm not even going to describe the look. You guys need to go on social media and look at it. This does not look like Mandy anymore. This is not our golden goddess anymore. That's all I'm going to say about it. Go look at what Mandy has done and you'll see what I mean. But Mandy gets involved. Saray comes out. You know, it, 
it turns into a six-woman tag team match. Casey and Caden and Saray versus JC, Gigi, and Mandy Rose. We knew this was going to happen. The minute that Mandy came out and interfered in that match, we knew this was going to turn into a six-woman tag team match. It's a nasty match. It's a nasty match with, of course, Gigi, JC, and Mandy getting the win. But it, it, it's not easy for them. They do not make it easy for them whatsoever. Do I think that's fair to Saray who just got here? No, I don't. Because Saray, she, she's a star. She, she can, she's going to shine in NXT. And to me, it seems like they're holding her back. They're not letting her show what she really can do. Just like they're not letting Frankie Monet show what she can do. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because before the revamp, it was announced that Frankie Monet was going to face Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. Well, when the revamp came, Vince took the match off. Don't know why. Don't understand why. We didn't even see Raquel or Frankie. To me, Frankie just got here. Frankie deserves a little bit more respect than that. And so does Raquel Gonzalez. She is your NXT Women's Champion. You need to give her and Frankie the respect where the respect is due. And for you to pull their match off after they worked their butt off to get ready for this match. And building up the promos for it. And you cut them out of it. That bugs me. That absolutely and totally bugs me. And this is what I'm talking about, about 2.0. I'm not liking it. They're cutting a lot of people out that were already in NXT that should be there that are not there. And to me, that's not fair to those people who were already there and already making a name for themselves in NXT. You're claiming this is supposed to be developmental. Well, if it's supposed to be developmental, if Vince's and Bruce Prichard's ideas is that they're wanting to turn this into developmental, then you need to let those that are trying to make a name for themselves and get themselves to where they need to be, if they decide to go to Raw or SmackDown, you need to let them be on NXT and let them show what they can do. Let them build on their skills. Let them hone their skills and get good at it. And to me, Vince and Bruce just didn't do that. They just didn't want those two ladies on there. There really wasn't much of a ladies' match in 2.0, and that kind of bugged me because the women's division deserves more respect than that, especially the NXT women's division. They deserve more respect than that, and you're not giving them the respect they deserve. Typical Bruce Pritchard. Typical Bruce. Well, then we move on to Rich Holland versus Drake Maverick. Oh, this was definitely not fair to Maverick from the start. We all know what Ridge is capable of. Ridge destroys everything in his path. This man was dominant in NXT UK, and he's been dominant in NXT. And he just absolutely, I'm going to also tell you, destroys Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick stood no chance, no chance, in whatsoever to be able to beat Rich Holland. There was no way. Holland, of course, if you could take what you want, Holland won. Knew that was coming. Not to take anything away from Ridge. Ridge is great. But Drake Maverick deserves more respect than that because this guy has literally battled to get his career back. He battled to get his career back. And you're going to bury him like this? That, to me, is not fair to Drake. It's just not really fair to Drake at all. Regal makes an announcement. For those of you who don't know, earlier in the night, after we had the whole interview with Kyle, Champa, Dunn, and L.A. Knight, Kyle O'Reilly's getting ready for his match, and he gets attacked by none other than Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn. Who did not see this coming? Dunn wants to get rid of the competition, so it only stands him to win this title. 
He literally destroys Kyle O'Reilly with Rich Holland. Here we go again with Vince sticking his nose in that 2.0 lifestyle and taking someone out that deserved to be in that title match. To me, that was not fair to Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle has a backup person that comes in to defend him and chase Ridge and Dunn out of there. But after the damage is already done. So now we're sitting here thinking, is Kyle, what's going to happen with this title match? Kyle's no longer able to compete. What are we going to do? Well, William Regal makes an announcement. Good to see Regal still there. And his announcement is, is that Kyle is not medically cleared to participate in the Fatal 4-Way. And it's still going to be a Fatal 4-Way, not a triple threat match. He's not changing that. It's a Fatal 4-Way. But now it's going to be Tommaso Ciampa versus Pete Dunn versus LA Knight versus the man who tried to save Kyle O'Reilly. And that's another young upstart named Von Wagner. We've not seen this guy. We don't know who this guy is. They just keep bringing in these new people. If you have budget cuts, why are you bringing in new people? Where are these people coming from? We don't know this guy. We don't know how good he is in a ring. And you're going to put him in a title match? There we go again. Vince wanting that new shiny spin on his tie, his new 2.0. Not happy. Not happy that Kyle O'Reilly got took out of the match. That, to me, was unfair to Kyle. That was unfair to Champagne. And that was definitely unfair to L.A. Knight. Because... They're going against somebody. Even Pete Dunne is going against somebody they've never faced. They don't even know what kind of ring skills if this boy's got any at all. We're going to have to wait and see what he does. We're just going to have to wait and see. Of course, the Creed brothers, they face against two performance center people. I'm not even going to even identify it with response because, again, it's two new people. Told you, this is why I don't like 2.0, guys. Too many new faces. Too many, you know, A lot of people who were originally there, like Boa and... Raquel and Frankie and Dakota Kai, some of these other people have been completely kicked out for these new people. And I just, this is why I don't like 2.0. This is, my, this is my problem with them. This is my exact problem with them. Is that they're bringing on these new people that we don't even know. And we're scratching our heads going, who the heck are these people? Who, who are they? So I'm not even going to dignify this fight with the response because the Creed brothers win. That's all I'm going to say. They win. It, 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 it's turning my stomach to think for a second that everything that these other people that were left out of 2.0 had worked so hard to do, had worked so hard to accomplish, and they're thrown out. They're not even given the opportunity for any screen time. That, to me, was not fair to them. That was not fair to them at all. And I feel bad for them. I really do. I genuinely feel bad for them. Well, after the match, Koshida makes his return. We've been waiting on Koshida to come back. Finally, somebody from the black and gold brand finally makes their entrance. I'm happy to see Koshida return. And Koshida lays down that challenge Roderick Strong's been waiting for. Roderick Strong versus Koshida for the 205 Live Cruiserweight Championship. Looking forward to seeing if Koshida... If Roderick Strong can beat Koshida, because I don't think he can. I think Koshida's got his number. I think Koshida can defeat Roderick Strong as long as Diamond Mine stays out of it. Koshida's got him. He's got him by a long shot. So, let's rewind back to 9-7. The main event for 
It is the NXT Tag Team Championship match. MSK versus Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan with Pete Dunne and Rich Holland at ringside. This is a match I highly recommend you go watch. It's, it's, it's an amazing tag team match. Absolutely incredible match between Burch, Lorcan, and MSK. MSK and them not to take anything away from them. MSK really showcases what they can do, and they do a great job. They're absolutely fantastic. Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan proving exactly why they're good, why they why they were tag team champions. Incredible. Incredible. It is a great match between these two. But it ends with MSK retaining their NXT Tag Team Championships. After the match, Pete Dunne and Rich Holland do the unthinkable. The unthinkable. They turn and attack Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Taking them down. Beating them down. And that is how NXT for 9-7 ends with Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne turning on Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Could we see Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan in 2.0? We don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. So now let's go back to NXT for 9-14. Main event, fatal four-way match to determine the new NXT champion. It is Pete Dunn versus LA Knight versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Von Wagner. Uh, guys, where, what am I going to say about this? What can I say about this? This match is incredible. I'm going to give it props for props to do because it is. It is absolutely fantastic. I love this match. I told you guys how I felt. I told you guys how I felt about the match and who I thought. I mean, I really think, in my opinion, Pete Dunne and Tommaso Ciampa are the only two in this match right now that are fitting and deserve that title more than anybody. Von Wagner, we know nothing about him. Not to give him any, not to, give, not to say that he's a good, the boy really shows what he can do. He impressed me, maybe just a little. Not much, but just a little. L.A. Knight. Gotta give him props. The boy's good. He's really good. But, like I said in the beginning, does he deserve to be NXT champion for the new NXT 2.0? No, I don't think so. And this is an incredible match. It's a match I highly, 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 highly recommend you guys go and see. And you're about to find out why I highly recommend you go see it because of the ending. The ending is incredible. The ending is why I have hope for NXT UK. Uh, for NXT 2.0. It's the reason I have hope for it. It's the reason why I said the black and gold still stands strong. It's still there. It hasn't left. It's still the most dominating thing in this new revamp. And the reason why I say this is we have a new NXT champion. And that NXT champion is 928 days later, the Blackheart himself. Tommaso Ciampa. He got Goldie back. That gives me and all of you out there in the world hope that NXT's black and gold is still there. It's still strong. It hasn't left. That's right there is proof that no matter what Vince and Pritchard do, it's not going to change it. It's not going to change anything. It's absolutely an incredible way to end 
the 920 days of us waiting for Tomasa to get it back. And when Tomasa gets it, for a minute there, it just dawned on him that he just got it. It takes him a second, and once he gets it, that smile, that smile is unforgettable. It is just absolutely, you're literally sitting there, and it takes you back to when he won it the first time. It's absolutely an incredible feeling, and you're just, you're with the crowd, you're feeling that feeling of, yes, Tomasa's back, he's back on top, we have the black heart back controlling the roost. I like it, I absolutely like it. But the final thing of the night is, of course, the Index Wedding. And all I can say is you guys need to go watch this. This is absolutely unbelievable. WWE classic. It is amazing. It is absolutely unbelievable. I absolutely highly want you guys to go watch this because it's it's great. It's absolutely great. I mean, at one point, Johnny Gargano asked, asked about the rings, and Johnny Gargano asked Austin, do you get the rings? Austin goes, I don't have the rings. And Johnny's like, who has the rings? And Juro jumps up and goes, I do. It's absolutely great. At one point, there, you, you, there's this little argument. Anybody has an objection? Speak now forever. Hold your peace. And Dexter opens up his jacket. He's got an accent jacket. It's absolutely classic. It is a great way. Dexter gets tired. Finally chokes out the uh, the yeah, the person in the officiation of the wedding. Beth Phoenix jumps in and officiates the wedding. It is absolutely hilarious. You guys are going to have to watch this. It is absolutely a classic I love it. I recommend you go see it because it is great. I can't say any more about it than what I've told you. Go watch it. It's great. Go look on your social media. Type in Index Wedding and you'll see what I mean. It's great. It's fantastic. It's absolutely great. Now, guys, we're going to move on to NXT UK for 9-9 and 9-16. NXT UK. So let's jump on into the action and find out what's going on in NXT UK. We know the Heritage Cup contest is going on to determine who's going to win, who's going to face, of course, our boy, our boy for the Heritage Cup. We've been kind of watching this back and forth. So on 9-9, we get our next Heritage Cup match. But before that match, I want to give y'all some breaking news here, guys. Some breaking news that you guys need to know about. B. Priestley, in the middle of running the opening, where, of course, Sid is announcing the next, uh, the next match for the Heritage Cup, and Nina's out with him. B. Priestley comes out, okay, Davenport, Blair Davenport, comes out there and attacks not only Nina Samuels, but she viciously assaults Sid, who is the the assistant general manager to NXT UK. Because of that assault, we find out that she is suspended indefinitely from NXT with Blair Davenport. Our next round for the Harris Cup Championship and Ender's Time is Wolfgang Mark Coffee to Samuel. This match is absolutely incredible. But if you don't know the Heritage Cup, two-minute two ma two match, the time between each match, you can go up to six rounds. First person to gain two defaults, three submissions, three wins, and advance in the tournament. Firstly, well, and really giving it all they got. Actually giving it all they got. Well, I'm three, the one who could get a pin or a mission. So then we have to round two. Grad Wilkes back to Wolfgang. Gang to take it. The two other right. Get knocked out. Get fight. Absolutely crazy. We have to grab that Wolfgang in the face. Grab the sex ring. Time for him. So we're zero to zero. Now we're in the round. They're back in there. A lot of huge fights between. Back and back and forth. Back and forth. Grab the next with a CO. Very first pin ball match. Now we're one, 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 one,
Back up again. Fighting between Bradwell. I'm not really sure when, but Wolf Gang ain't giving it. She's really wanting to showcase back and back and forth. Wolf Gang has up with damaging point number one. Next one in for some men will be advancing in the tournament for their to Where are at? Wolf Gang literally got all over. We're trying to go back at it. This gets into a knee fight in the two of them. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. I don't despair. Nissan hits. Wolf Gang wins. Two watches to the Vintage Cup. Interesting to see because now we have. We have Wolfgang and Mr. I himself on the thing. It's getting nasty. Few people in the match going to be entering this. We've got Kenny Smith to turn on this. Interesting to see who's all going to, you know, who else. It's really going to be interesting. So next week in the semifinal, in the semifinals, number one contender tournament match, it's the Noam Dar versus Kenny Williams. Plus, we're going to get to see Pretty Dead put their tag team off titles versus us. Interesting. We know what Gallus is capable of. Yes. It's going to be interesting to keep your title. Gonna be lean to draw a combat outcome and the final match. Match is Cindy Bios versus Sin Hughley and our in a team match. This match is nasty. No one's about to slow get down regularly and nasty between the two. Eddie Dino Eddie is dangerous. He is seriously dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, guys, all I can say is this is oh, oh, this match brutal. It's brutal being these six team always scared, but when you see me there, it get really and I mean, it hit the point. It get really I mean, this is getting nasty. And in the end, Carr said a pride and the Jones Cutter to pick up the win. The Sussex, Ashen, and Carter that semi bias. I'm not quite sure how many bias this is going to be. It's semi bias. They don't let it take things like that too easy. See the big team, but it's going to be a little bit more. But I'm telling you, NXT UK for point. It was pleases. It's all it's got to do with And that's what I like about NXT UK. So now, third course is the people discussing the Dragon Off match. I match the ages. That was an incredible match. And of course, it did this this way. It got commentary from Ben Bauer, Umatar, Shanks, Ripley, Cesaro. They all had the means about how it was. Ben Bauer said it best. This match was an absolutely brutal, incredible match between two men who were just not willing to give up. Not willing to stop. To me, that value is coming somewhat similar. This is incredible. Absolutely. What a right title. But then he went right off. And to you kept it, it was right match. The match right in NFT It was like you right when you'll go for it. If I don't get to see it, they can see it. If you want to see it, you show me it and let it believe me. It's an incredible match. One I hope you guys will watch. We show what NXTU is all about and what they end. So that's the NXT. It's absolutely incredible to watch as much as it is to see anything. And Kenny Williams is incredible. He is absolutely positively, without a shadow of a doubt, incredible. Absolutely incredible. I love it. Kenny Williams is amazing. He is. I'm not going to say that he isn't. But this no end dark thing. I mean, come on. Wolfgang won this pie. Won on the seven. We saw the thing with Dragon off and Walter with Finn Balor saying what he said. Then we had this whole thing with the, you know, Blair Davenport getting suspended. Then we had the whole thing involving, you know, Semibiosis losing to Ashton Carter and them. How can NXT on September 16th top the UK top what they did last week. And of course, like I said, we had the Noam Dar thing. Noam Dar versus Kenny Williams for the Heritage Cup number one contendership tournament match. It's an incredible match. It gets again, just like with Wolfgang's, down to a fifth round. Back and forth by Kenny Williams, Noam Dar not giving each other an inch. They're not giving each other an inch on any of it. And it's an incredible match. It really is. But of course, it ends with Noam Dar advancing. He defeated Kenny Williams 2-1. Now we have Wolfgang, we have Tillman, and we have Noam Dar. All biting for an opportunity to go at the Heritage Cup.
Going to be interesting to see what happens. Going to be interesting to see where this goes and who is really going to face for the Heritage Cup. Who's really going to get to I mean, who is it going to be? Going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm excited about this. I love when NXT UK does this stuff. So, Ivan Dragunov is out and he's talking about, you know, things that, you know, happen and things that, you know, th you know he's everything with Walter. Everything that happened with him and Walter. He's out there talking and, you know, he's, you know, doing his own thing about how, yeah, you know, how hard this match was, how much this match meant to him. And how he'll take on any newcomers that want to challenge him for the NXT UK title. Well, in the middle of his whole thing, he gets confronted by A-Kid, Nathan Frazier, and Rampage Brown. And they all want a shot at Ivan Dragunov. They all want an opportunity to try to take that NXT UK title off Ivan Dragunov. Ivan Dragunov goes, okay. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what you can do. Why don't the three of you, instead of just kind of running your mouth and saying, you know, you know, the czar's in charge now, y'all running your mouth talking about how y'all deserve a shot. Why don't the three of y'all go in a triple threat match next week to determine who gets the shot? Why don't y'all do that? Rampage Brown, of course, goes, hey, yeah, I like that idea. A-Kid goes, okay, I'm for it. Nathan Frazier goes, okay, let's do this. So next week... On NXT UK, we're going to get a triple threat match between Rampage Brown, Nathan Frazier, and A-Kid. And I'm going to tell you guys right now how I feel. I love Nathan Frazier. I love A-Kid. And oh, do I love Rampage Brown. So this is going to be interesting to see who's going to win this triple. Because y'all know how I feel about triple threat matches. I don't even have to tell you how I feel about triple threat matches. But it's going to be interesting to see who wins this. Who comes out on top. Who's going to be facing Ivan Dragunov for that UK title. Going to be interesting to see who happen what happens. Elsa Dawn, she goes into Jenny's dressing room and draws a pen, you know, draws her little symbol on her mirror and casts this little thing. We believe Elsa Dawn is trying to challenge Jenny. And this I'm on board with because Jenny needs a new competitor. She's been going after Valkyrie for so long. It's time for us to get something new. And who better than Elsa Dawn? I think that would be an incredible, you know, match, and I think it would give Jenny a new challenger, a new challenge that she's never dealt with before. So I'm on board. I like the idea. I think it would be great. I think it would be fantastic. Tyler Bate, of course, has been watching this entire Heritage Cup. He's kept his eyes focused on the prize and who is going to face him for that Heritage Cup. He's not once took his eyes off of it. I mean, he's watched Wolfgang win. He's watched Tiamin win. He's watched now knowing Darwin He's focused. He's poised. He's ready. But in the same token, they're letting the Mustache Mountains letting you know we still want those tag titles. We know pretty pretty you pretty you pretty deadly's got it right now. We know you guys have it. We know it. But we still want those titles. And don't count us out for a second. We still want those tag titles. And they're also keeping their mind, because remember, the tag titles are on the line tonight. So they're going to be watching that match very closely to see who they might face. They're watching it very closely. Then we have a match between Emily McKenzie and Stevie Turner. This is an incredible match. If you guys have not seen the UK Women's Division, they're incredible. They're absolutely on fire. I love them. They're amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love them. Of course, McKenzie defeats Turner, but it's an incredible match. Apparently, Dempsey, who's formerly, you know, 
Matthew's son, well, he's William Regal's son. Guys, William Regal's son. He is pretty much laying out a vendetta that he is coming to NXT UK. Looking forward to seeing Regal's son in NXT UK. Looking forward to seeing what he will bring to the table. And if he has that same fire and passion that his father has. Looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Well, of course, Blair again, just like she did last week, even though she was suspended indefinitely, she pops up and attacks Turner. Boy, for someone suspended indefinitely, how the hell? Well, of course, we know Sid isn't there because Sid was injured. So, Blair just thinks she, she, she can run the roost. Well, security comes and carries Blair Davenport out of the arena, tells her she's not lying, I'm supposed to be there. Yeah, she shows up again, they're going to call the cops. We knew that was going to happen, who didn't see that happening? Well, then, pretty deadly. They have a match against Gallus. I told you guys, and it's for the UK Tag Team titles. This was going to be a nasty match. It was not one for the faint of heart, and it wasn't. It was a grueling, bad match. I mean, absolutely two of the best tag teams giving it all they got. And keep in mind, my Sesh Mountain is watching them. Absolutely incredible battle between these four. Absolutely. One that I highly recommend you go watch. It was incredible. Back and forth fight. Absolutely back and forth. But of course it ended with Pretty Deadly retaining their titles. And celebrating to end NXT UK for, for 9-16. NXT UK guys, I've told y'all, I love them. They're incredible. They're absolutely incredible. And they're, they're a show I highly recommend if you've not gotten to watch it yet. Go on your social media and check out some of these superstars. Because these superstars, NXT UK can stand on its own. It does not need WWE's name tacked to it to stand. It absolutely is incredible. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else NXT UK can bring to the table. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to that triple threat match to see who's going to face Ivan Dragunov for the UK title. Going to be interesting. And if Mustache Mountain is finally going to try to go up pretty deadly to get those titles going to be interesting to see what happens. And who's going to face for the Heritage Cup? Who's going to win? Going to be interesting to see what happens there. Looking forward to it. Again, guys, I want to thank you all so much for listening. Because without you guys, there would be no me. There would be no in the ring with Brandy, and I deeply appreciate it. Get the word out. Spread the word that about ring, in the ring with Brandy, and let's get this thing to become a global phenomenon in the podcast world. Let's get this thing out. Tell your wrestling fans. Spread it on social media. Get this thing talked about so that you know, we can make this thing something huge, something great, something big. Anything you guys want to talk about on social media, anything, anything you guys want to talk about, get on there and tell me. Give me a shout out. Positive, negative, I don't care. I want to hear from you. I want to know what my listeners think when it involves anything involving wrestling, we don't have to talk about WWE. We can even talk about the independent circuit. I don't care. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know your opinion. I I, I do. Uh, follow me. Message me on my social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights. Nights ending with a Z. And on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Don't hesitate to give me a shout out and tell me what you think. Because I love to hear from y'all. And guys, thank again so much for listening. We'll see you next time within the more in with in the ring action. Have a wonderful night. Thank you so much.